Hello, this is Tom Pacello, the ROI guy, and welcome to the Evolvers podcast. My guest today is Clayton Slagle. He's currently a business value consultant with Synchron, but we got to know Clayton working with him on business value for digital transformation firm PTC. Clayton's learned a lot over the years about the challenges and opportunities in creating and launching a business value assessment tool. And I can't wait for him to share those experiences with you. Welcome, Clayton. Thank you, Tom. It's good to be here. Awesome. Well, I love origin stories. So first, tell me how you got your start in business value selling. Well, I had been uh, working overseas, managing a consulting operation, and it had made it through the downturn after 9-11, and we were at the cusp of another downturn in 2008, and a college friend of mine reached out and asked me to help him with a three-week project, uh, preparing value propositions for a marketing campaign. Mm -hmm. Uh, So... I said yes, uh, just as a little change, and 12 years later, I'm, I'm still fully engaged in business value selling. And one that's uh, entering another downturn, and uh, I think, I know I got involved in business value selling um, as well during a downturn. Uh, mine was way, way back in uh, the early 90s, uh, but um, had created my former company, uh, on the cusp of 9-11 and then also um, became very popular during the financial crisis. And it seems like value selling increases a lot in demand and the need for it during downturns. Do you want to comment on that at all from your experiences, why it's needed so much? I do, Tom. I think that uh, when, when times are hard and projects face increased competition, Uh, both with companies being risk averse and the number of projects that are, uh, that are being considered Uh, a good value proposition helps separate the wheat from the chaff. And so having a, a a clear business case that develops solid hard returns in a, in a reasonable amount of time, it just uh, it by nature, it moves those projects to the top of the heap. Absolutely. And with budget freezes and extra scrutiny on every dollar spent, uh, I think proactively sellers are going to have to produce business cases. And I know we've implemented that policy at Mediafly, helping the team to make sure that every proposal comes with a business case front and center. I I think that's going to be vital. Now, when you were at PTC, you had the need to create uh, your own business value assessment tool. Um, tell us about the driving factors behind that project. Yeah, PTC was uh, ramping up its sales organization in in this division that I was a part of after a corporate reorg. And scaling the value engineering function was one of my key tasks. Um, we needed tools to help educate our sales executives in the, the nuances of our value proposition while providing them the tailored collateral they needed for their existing sales cycles. And the sales team prior to that didn't really have any tools or or method for engaging with value in a great way, right? Correct. Uh, It was generally just handed off to um, either myself or one of my colleagues. And we, we just provided that, that collateral and the, the face of discussing value to the customers. 
Got it. And I think at that time you had created a spreadsheet, right, to uh, help with that effort because you were being tasked to do this. So you were the smart guy uh, that created a, a spreadsheet to help automate some of that, the value calculation and the number crunches. But yeah, tell, tell me a little bit about the spreadsheet you created and maybe some of the challenges you had with it. Well, I, I, I did. And I know a lot of people out there that have done this. It, it became the, the Franken sheet, you know, it just grew and morphed and, and, uh, and it was not self-documenting. Uh, it was, a uh, it was a difficult thing to use. I could do it, but, uh, it was not scalable and, uh, the time and effort to train others in its use, uh, it was just not practical to, to go forward with that. Yeah. And you wanted to get more sellers to be self-sufficient, right? I think that was one of the big challenges and goals. They couldn't keep coming back to you and that other resource if you were ever going to scale, um, which is one of the reasons why we got to work together. So um, we worked with you to convert that original spreadsheet and we converted it into an interactive business value assessment tool. Um, tell us a little bit about that process to go from spreadsheet to that business value assessment tool. Well, I knew I wanted the end product, but I was really pessimistic about entering the process. I had, I had gotten burned out trying to educate our salespeople on using the, the spreadsheet. But, uh, you know, it was easier than I thought it was going to be. Um, we, we got together with the team, you know, um, Alinean at the time, mm -hmm. and uh, we kind of just put ourselves in their care and we followed their methodology to to identify and pull the, the key components of my spreadsheet tool into the framework and leaving the limitations behind. Um, and the process, just discussing it, actually led to several enhancements as we worked together. Absolutely, and what it did was it was able to first of all, make it really easy for the sellers to use, right? With questionnaires uh, that were well formatted and formed, results that were really clear. And then at the press of a button, the ability to prepare reports, right? That could be presented and left behind with the customer. Right. Yeah. And then now, you know, so if you thought that the development process was easy, that was good. So we did our job there. Um, Launching these tools, though, is not always an easy process. Um, you had to get it in the hands of the specialists and the sellers. Um, what did you do, first of all, just to let them know that there was a, a new tool of, available and the capabilities of that tool? What did you do to build awareness? Well, we, we, we put it out there. We gave them the, the links to it. We held a couple of sessions demonstrating it. And then we, we burned our ships. And <laughs> I hadn't heard that term before. Tell me about it. What does <laughs> well, that mean? <laughs> that's, um, I can't remember who it was. One of the Spanish explorers, Cortez or somebody like that mm -hmm. in, the, in the New World, when, uh, when he landed, he was worried that it was going to be tough and his men would want to just go back to Spain. So he, he scavenged everything that was worthy and then he, he burned the hulks of his ships so that his, his troops had to make it work because there was no ship to take them back to Spain. So I think that's where that, uh, that expression comes from. But we had buy-in from our, our senior sales management. And uh, we, we basically said we were not going to support or update the metrics in the old spreadsheet tools anymore. 
and that um, we were not going to approve content that, that came out of them. We wanted the content to come out of the new tool. Got it. And, you know, obviously that was a, a kind of a draconian move there, but did you get pushback, you know, any, any pushback from that kind of an approach of saying, hey, what are you using before? We're not going to support anymore. You can't use it. Here's the new method. And then what adoption challenges did you face, if any? Well, I don't know if I'd use the term pushback, but we, we received expressed anxiety <laughs> about, making, uh, about making the change. And so we spent uh, a good bit of time uh, and we had some of the uh, uh, Alinean support people as well to, to work with us, to answer questions, to walk people through it the first time. Um, I actually played the role of a salesperson. So we role played how they would lead uh, a customer through the, the, the process, if that was the methodology they were taking. And, uh, and so, you know, it, it, it took some people a couple of times, others got it right away, but uh, change, change is scary. And, and this was no different. It was, it was uh, people were apprehensive, but we got over that pretty quick. Yeah, and you did provide really good support. So you and uh, the other person that was uh, doing the business cases were there to help, right? And to press the buttons and to help them to do what they needed to do if they weren't capable to kind of get them going, correct? Yes. Uh, I have to say probably the, the, the most scary moment was how quickly I realized they didn't need my help to do this anymore. Oh, well, that's good. That's always a great thing. Uh, be, making them self-sufficient provides that scalability to get it into more deals. So that's that was one of the big goals of the whole program. So it was really good to hear that from you. Um, customers are the other mm -hmm. part of adoption. And, uh, you know, when a, a seller wants to engage with a tool like this and engage on business value, uh, they've got to, you know, first of all, carve out some time, uh, which isn't always readily available. Uh, they've got to give you the data you need to populate the analysis. And then ultimately, you know, when you press the button and get the results, they've got to believe the outcomes. And that's not always a given. So how did you get customers to engage, to give you the numbers, and then finally to believe the outcomes? Yes. Well, the, uh, the value proposition uh, that we offer our customers is complex. And without their buy-in, uh, you have to kind of resort to a, a wide range of, of possibilities. And it, uh, it can, uh, you know, uh, result in a little disbelief at first. But when you walk the customer through the, 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 all the components that go in and they see how the effects are going to flow through their business and affect their financial statements, they give buy-in. And this tool was, uh, was an excellent way to kind of bring them in, draw them into that process, uh, you know, a bit at a time, providing the data, seeing where it goes, and seeing the impact uh, of the various factors. It, uh, it really enabled the conversation that was going on along the side as well. And how did you get customers to engage to start with? Because some of them are like, oh, okay, uh, business value would be great, but you want me to spend how much time with you? Um, so was there a way that, like kind of a method that your sellers use to kind of get the customers to want to engage in a value discovery and um, 
business case development session. We we used this as the the foundation for our conversations, and our customers realized that we were not eager to come in and demonstrate our software and talk about us until we knew more about them and the potential for our solutions at their company. Awesome. Uh, this became about looking at the, the outcomes and the opportunities for our customers, not us presenting our software. Yeah, and then data. What about the data part of it? Um, I know that having knowledge of the tool and the model, you were asking some pretty specific metrics of the customer about their current state, and you needed that to be able to calculate, you know, first of all, the cost of them doing nothing and then the value of change. Um, right. Did you find that the customers had the data that you needed? Um, did they rely a lot on defaults, which the tool was loaded with some really smart and intelligent benchmarks and defaults? Yes, and we found that we could use this as kind of a slow drip. They might just have two or three pieces of, of the data to put in, but they could see how adding their data tailored the output to their company. And in many cases, we went through several iterations where they refined the data they were inputting into the system each time. And so as they saw the results, it, it encouraged them and the buy-in of the customer increased until we really got to the point where we were using all of their data and none of our assumptions, most of the time. Awesome, that's great. You launched also a marketing version of the tool, a self-service version that sat on uh, PTC's website. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Was it the same version that the sellers were using? Different it, version and yeah. It was not. Um, yeah. This version, uh, we, we just used this to explore the, the possibilities of moving to a, a, a best in class solution. Uh, the, uh, the cost figures, uh, the, the implementation costs, the license costs, all those things were, uh, were really too complicated and relied on too many variables and required input from the, the PTC sales executive to, to give them a meaningful value. So we didn't even attempt to do that in the public facing version, but we did give them a, a good estimate of the, uh, the opportunity of where they could expect to see their business benefit by using the solution. Got it. And then that was, put out on the website so customers could self-service to understand what business value could be provided. And then after that, the lead was captured, was routed to the sales team, and then they could go in with the more robust uh, tool to do an interactive engagement, correct? Exactly. Awesome. So I want to get to outcomes. We're business value people, right? Um, at PTC, <laughs> after you launched this program and it saw some time, what, what were the business outcomes? What was the business value of the business value assessment tool and the program that you created? We saw a large increase in the number of customers that were engaging in the full value assessment process so that the sales cycle became not about offering a point solution, uh, replacing a legacy system in the company, but it was about transforming their business and driving the hard, the hard dollar value uh, as they became best in class in aftermarket service organization. It changed the whole narrative of our sales cycles. 
awesome. And I know that that was a big transition because as you said earlier, the sellers were engaging a lot with product, doing demos. Um, and then with this, it reversed the whole process around. They couldn't do those things until they went through the business value functioning. Yes. Now, now many would claim that, well, by doing that, you're actually adding to the length of the sales cycle. Um, we've heard this argument before. Well, if you introduce business value, you're going to elongate the decision process, not shorten it. What are, what are your thoughts about that? Did you see that occur or did it well, actually help to shorten? The I would, decision cycles. I would really like for my competitors to keep on believing that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we saw a, a much uh, shorter sales cycle, sometimes uh, down to half the length of our traditional sales cycles. The process of doing a proof of concept, um, going through exhaustive demonstrations of all of the uh, the functionality of our software took far longer than going through this business value discussion where we could, uh, we, we rendered a whole lot of decisions just moot because they were immaterial in the financial outcome. Mm -hmm. And we could tailor demonstrations to the, the portions of the software that really drove the value that was of interest to the company. And sometimes that would cut the, the time spent uh, preparing and executing the, the demonstration down to maybe 20% of what we did otherwise. Uh, yeah. We saw- Because otherwise you're demonstrating and seeing kind of what sticks out of the demonstration. And here it actually worked the opposite. You knew what challenges they wanted to solve. You knew the value and where the most value was going to be delivered and then could tailor everything directly to that. Right. And I think everyone has sat through a demonstration right after lunch where everyone is, is getting sleepy. Um, we did these demonstrations from the viewpoint of the, the users and key stakeholders, and it, uh, it kept their interest and we accomplished our goals much quicker. Awesome. So I know that you're with a new firm and you're a business value consultant with that new firm. Tell us about your new role, your new company and your new role. Yes, uh, I'm now part of the Center of Excellence at Synchron, uh, and Synchron is uh, exclusively focused on uh, empowering manufacturers to deliver exceptional after-sales service experiences, uh, specifically driving significant revenue and profit improvements. And I'm coordinating efforts with sales, pre-sales, marketing, and customer success resources to consistently communicate our value message. So it's in that whole service area that you're working in at PTC. And what, what's different about the engagements at, at Synchron compared to when you were at PTC? There are different challenges and different um, um, you know, improvements that have been made? Uh, there are different uh, challenges. I think the, uh, the, the, the biggest difference is at Synchron, the entire organization is focused on this uh, space in the market. Uh, Got it. Yeah. PTC had a big portfolio of solutions, correct? Not just service. That's, that's correct. And, and service uh, uh, is a, a smaller, much smaller part of that. Where at Synchron, it is the, it is the sole focus. Excellent. So you've talked a lot about the program you created and developing and launching your own business value tools. I always like to close. If you had to distill 
down to one piece of advice you'd like to leave the audience with today, particularly those that are developing and delivering business value tools and programs to their organization, what would that big piece of advice, the one piece of advice be? Well, if, if the value proposition you wish to communicate is, is based on complex analysis of multiple metrics and KPIs, rather than just throwaway taglines, you owe it to yourself to make the fruits of your labor easy to digest by your customers and your coworkers. And a really well-crafted business value tool is indispensable in achieving these goals. Awesome. Clayton, thank you so much for sharing your direct experience with uh, building and rolling out a tool and a program. Um, we wish you a lot of success with your new role at Synchron and know you're gonna do great there. How can folks reach out to you online if they've got any additional questions, want to learn a little bit more about your experiences or the programs that you've developed? Sure. Uh, I'm available on LinkedIn, and you can just search for my name, Clayton Slagle. And uh, also my email address, clayton.slagle at synchron.com. Excellent. And we will include, Clayton, your LinkedIn address in the description. An absolute pleasure to talk value selling with you today. Thank you, Tom. It's, uh, it's my pleasure to be here.